0: and create actual amazing relationships. Ken Coleman, Ramsey Personality, number one best-selling author, is my co-host today as we answer your questions about your life and your money. Thank you for joining us. Merry Christmas. The phone number is 888-825-5225. Amy is with us in Salt Lake City. Hi, Amy. How are you?
1: I'm well. How are you?
0: Better than I deserve. What's up?
1: Good. So we are on baby step three, and our family car has about 185,000 miles on it, and it's starting to give us trouble, and we're planning on driving it till we can anymore. But my question is, do we pause our baby step three and start saving money for a newer replacement?
0: No, baby step three is your emergency fund and your replacement is not yet an emergency you're saying it may become one but right now it's not and so yeah since it's not an emergency um no uh i'm going to drive it and hopefully you can finish baby step three and then save up enough to buy the next car before it gives out on you if it does give out on you before that then some portion of the next purchase becomes an emergency but you're going to have to limit severely the car you purchase to replace it.
1: Okay, and if it does like stop working before we finish baby step three, what's a good uh, price for a car uh, to pay while we're still in baby step three if that happens?
0: Uh, well, the minimum possible because transportation is the emergency. Upgraded okay. transportation is not the emergency.
1: <laughs> okay. So Perfect. basic, you. you know,
0: basic transportation. I'm looking just for some old beater that I can drive around. Here's the thing. You probably can patch the car that you've got and make it through this, even if it lays down a little bit. I don't think it's going to suddenly just completely the wheels fall off the thing. <laughs> okay. It'll probably be a nickel and diamond drive you crazy for a little while. And uh, I'd rather you do that than and buy the proper car. That's going to be a car you keep for a little while. Then, uh, you know, buy a $2,000 car and then later on have to buy an $8,000 car.
1: Okay. What's your household income? Um, one thirty-eight.
0: Okay, you're gonna get there so fast it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, that's the point. And so, yeah, get there as fast as you can.
2: That reminds me. I think this is a good insight for folks. I remember years ago, uh, Stacy and I were uh, paying off debt. We were living in Atlanta, and we had the three little ones, and we had an older suburban. It was great. Thing ran forever, and the transition was starting to go on it. So we went and took it in, and it was going to be about five grand to replace the transmission well to me i'm sitting there looking at that going oof until you do the research and you go i've got the money and the five grand to fix that thing the mechanic was like it's going to keep running for a long time if you spend the five grand versus 15 or 20 or whatever else you do and so in that situation it was a no-brainer to replace the transmission and we got five more years out of that car yeah and it was still running when we sold it yeah oh yeah here's the thing
0: you there's uh I would estimate, and I'm, I'm making this up, but I'm not far off, that less than 5% of the time do repairs make selling the car a better situation. You're almost always mathematically better off to fix it yeah, and keep driving it. I agree with that. Fix it and keep driving it. The thing that happens, though, is twofold. Um, one is you start to have just this downtime and the hassle factor. Yeah starts to be just a complete pain in the butt but mathematically not emotionally Mm -hmm. not i'm worried about my wife ending up on the side of the road at 10 o'clock at night okay that not not that kind of thing but just the math of the repairs versus what i would spend to replace the car it almost never makes sense to upgrade in car but it does make sense not mathematical sense to move up in car because you get rid of hassle factor you increase convenience and uh, reliability and things that are not math but that are quality of life yeah and so yeah you do move up in car
2: later oh yeah and i'm telling you i was reading something the other day depends on the make and model and i'm not going to get into this now but i mean it is very normal now for a car to go into the 250 300 thousand miles i mean i see old like uh Land cruisers which I'm into that kind of older stuff but yeah. these cars have 250 300,000 miles on them and they keep running forever if you take care of them.
0: Oh, there's a lot of models that'll get 3 400,000 if they're taken care of. Yeah, yeah, it's but again, it just reaches the point that the technology parts replacement, finding somebody to work on them yeah. and they will, you know, they're going to leave you. Oh, and yeah. you got to get them fixed, yeah, you know, right. and then you got to you got to deal with it and uh but new car will leave you on the side of the road. I got a friend driving a dadgum Bentley left him on the side of the road the other day. So uh Ooh, that's all you right. know, it was a flat tire. But oh, um okay. <laughs> but uh, but just the same. I mean, uh, you know, you can still it there's no guarantee you're not gonna be stuck.
2: Does a person with white gloves come out and change the tire I, I, for you?
0: I have no idea. Okay. Right. I, I suspect a helicopter came in with a hook, <laughs> picked it up and him up and fed him caviar on the way back yes, to the dealership. I, I don't know. See that, but yeah. yeah. But I mean, you, the point is that all these all they're stupid cars. They all break down. That's true. So, that's you know, right. That's just, Thing so you just you're not going to get completely away from that. Hey, folks! If you're a small business owner uh, and you got small business questions, we're going to be doing an Entree Leadership Theme Hour very soon. We want to hear from you about your current pain, whatever it is you're dealing with, managing your team, managing your budget, uh, marketing questions, small business questions of any kind, maybe family business questions, uh, anything you want to talk about for Entree Leadership for business and small business questions. uh, We need to set you up to be part of this upcoming entree leadership theme hour. Uh text your questions or email your questions rather to ask at ramseysolutions.com, put entree theme hour in the subject line. Ask at Ramsey solutions com if you've gone through financial peace university chances are it's because someone in your life lit a fire under your little butt mom and dad gave it to you as a gift your pastor offered it to you at your church the one friend that wouldn't stop talking about it someone got you moving so you finally took the class you finally started working the baby steps and now changed everything you're out of debt well maybe now you can light a fire under somebody This Christmas, give someone you care about, Financial Peace University, you can share the same hope that you've discovered with money, the same freedom that you've discovered with money, the same power that you've discovered with money. And they'll also get the premium version of every dollar and group coaching with our team of financial coaches. So this Christmas, give the people you care about a gift that actually matters, hope freedom, power, to give Financial Peace University as a gift, go to RamseySolutions.com slash give FPU, RamseySolutions.com slash give FPU, and there's no shipping involved, so it'll be like instantaneous. Well, we'll send you a gift card so they'll know they got it and all that, but uh, if you do it right now, we can still get it to you for Christmas. Hey, that's pretty cool. This is The Ramsey Show. Gentleman Ramsey personality is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Tommy's in Cincinnati. Hey, Tommy, welcome to the Ramsey show.
3: Hey, thank you guys for having me, gentlemen. How are you doing today?
0: Better than we deserve, sir. How can we
3: help? Sir. Sure. So I'm just kind of first and foremost, uh, I'm grateful to be on the call. My wife and I, uh, newly debt-free. Uh, thank you guys for your leadership there um, and your guidance. Um I make between the two of us, we make, um, roughly $138,000 per year. Um, I have been in a job, I'm 35 years old for about 15 years with the federal government, um, working for a government agency. Um, and at 30 years, um, so at the time I'm 50 I'll be eligible for a monthly annuity or pension. Um, kind of growing up, I've heard of my grandparents having pensions, so on and so forth. Uh, they obviously, uh are, are doing well but aside from them i haven't really encountered anyone with a pension um so i have this kind of perfect ideal picture of what it's like to have a pension um and especially at the age of 50 you know just kind of enticing well as of you're a not you're how ago, old now again i'm 35 years old so. okay so 15 more years okay yep yep um well today i was just offered uh another job uh working in the private sector uh, making about forty to fifty thousand dollars more, uh, depending on the bonus, but uh, an annual—excuse bo- me an annual base salary of about forty thousand dollars more per year, um, and uh, just kind of curious, you know, which way would you lean on on going? Um, that would bring our household income to roughly eighty thousand dollars per year.
2: I thought you were getting a potential raise. He did fifty thousand. Okay, so that last part, one thirty
0: to one eighty, right? Oh, you said
2: eighty. Okay, I thought you said eighty for a second. Well, so let's move the let's remove the money from the conversation. When you heard about this job opportunity, okay, I understand the bump, uh, and it's in the private sector. But do you get excited about the actual work itself, and then where it might lead? Yes,
3: I guess. Yes and no. Um, Yes, and just in terms of doing something different, right? I've been doing. Uh, my current job for 15 years, um, on the younger side of things, sure. um, but really don't know a whole lot else. All right, let me ask um, you this. Just, Do you
2: What's mm-hmm. your enjoyment level of your government job right now, on a scale of 1 to 10, um, 1 being suck, and 10 being you love it?
3: I would say 8. I, I, I okay. like it pretty well.
2: So here's the deal. Number one, I wouldn't stay in any job for any pension, just for the pension. The pension, to me, would never be the reason I would stay. All right, and the good news okay. is, is you, you got an eight. Uh, that's a pretty high level of enjoyment most Americans aren't experiencing an eight in their work so that's good uh, on the other hand uh, you know going to the private sector with an opportunity to move up the ladder and make more money uh, I would do that uh, in regards to just staying for a pension so you're kind of in this uh, middle area for me there's not a clear winner uh, because you could take this job the private sector job make more money uh, even have an opportunity for advancement but if you don't enjoy the work and it's just i I'm doing it because it's something different let me tell you something you got about 40 percent of people who changed jobs in the last two years regret changing their jobs because the paycheck wore off the promotion wore off and they realized they were better off where they were and that concerns me your answer of eh, it's just something different well once the different way wears off now you could be stuck so what do you
0: do now
3: um like what agency no, uh, I mean, what, what's your I, day I work- job
0: what's the, what's your title what do you do
3: Yeah, so I am like a a customer service person uh, working for uh, a a state agency or, excuse me, a federal agency that helps with grants.
0: So you're in customer service. Okay, and so you would be doing what at the new place?
3: Um, I would be working for a telecommunications company, working with local municipalities and managing their contracts.
0: So kind of in the same field.
2: Correct,
3: yep,
0: absolutely,
2: so theoretically, you could get a you could have an eight in, on the enjoyment meter at this at this new job as well, correct? Mm, yeah, yeah. For I think sure. you, I think you need to dig in a little bit more, you know, because because it's a no brainer for me. If you were to tell me that you could enjoy the private sector job, and it provides you a ladder for financial and professional growth, that's a no brainer to me to take the private yeah, sector if, job.
0: If you've got if you've got as good an environment or better, you've got as good uh, chance of progressing or better and your level of enjoyment is as good or better 100 percent, take the new job yeah okay because the pension versus 50 grand is an easy decision yes Uh, you know let's just say 15 years you're talking about sitting there waiting on this pension 15 years of 50 grand is called 750 grand that'll build you a pension my man for
3: sure
0: for sure, self-induced, okay. self-owned, self-run, self everything, and That's you'll correct. you know. So the you're going to make a lot more money in the private sector than your pension would ever even come close to. Um, and uh, the the you know, well, it, it's secure. Not listen. There's nothing is there's nothing secure. Don't, your position is only as secure as you are. Your ability to go get something is your security, and so and you've already proven that. So. Yeah, as long as the company is solid, there's not a bunch of toxic environment, and you're not just going just for the money. The people that have had the regret went just for the money, and they ignored the other variables, and they stepped in it. Yep,
2: that's exactly right. So they get there, and they realize, wait a second, uh, I was really excited about the paycheck bump and maybe a nice new title. But uh, I don't enjoy coming into work. Yeah, these people, their, their values are screwed up. Yeah, they may treat you like you're just uh, a commodity instead of a human being. Because you acted like one. Hello.
0: Ooh. You were able to be purchased. Well, that's a very good point. That's yeah. a very good point. You, you they dangled the carrot and you went after if it. If you if you act like a commodity, then guess what they might treat you like a commodity yeah. and you might sign up for being a commodity. Yeah. And then you get dumped on the street the first time they decide they're going to raise profits by decreasing payroll. That's called layoffs in corporate mm-hmm. America for no reason other than increasing profits. And they do it every day. They've been announcing them left and right like crazy. So that's the thing you don't want to get into. If you've got but if you got a solid company, they're going to treat you well. You feel like your enjoyment is there. Your mm-hmm. your chances of progressing in the field are just as good or better. Um, you know, you never trade a pension or benefits for that. That's always right. take the upside. Always. Yeah, the, the uh, purported uh, security will always let you down.
2: Well, I mean, we have an investment strategy that you've been teaching for decades, and it works. And that's what we're talking about here. The pay raise plus you using that strategy, you're going to get further, faster than the pension ever would get you.
0: Yeah, I mean, fifty grand, seven hundred fifty in fifteen years. That'll
2: that adds before up before
0: you before yeah. you're eligible for the pension. You made an mm-hmm. extra three quarters of a million dollars. Yeah. that and that's not counting any raises you would have gotten over and beyond what the federal government is going to give you. So take the job if all things are equal. That's the answer to the equation.
2: Yeah, so many but people don't in take the way. job
0: without making sure all things are equal.
2: That's the issue. Like you got to dig, and it's as simple as like talking to people who work there or talking to somebody who knows somebody that works over there now again you don't take one squeaky wheel and say oh well this is a horrible company you gotta get real feedback get real mature people who are going to tell you what it's like there and that is not hard to find out but you got to be intentional
0: yeah i mean you can find people that don't like anything
2: uh, that's right which i'll is, guarantee you i mean we, right.
0: we have an incredible culture and yeah. Ramsey and Ramsey Solutions is a world class p- place to work, but you can find people that are pissed off that you. I've work here.
2: read nonsensical, straight up lies about our organization as if I wasn't in the building. I've read this crap on social media, and all people do this. People squeaky wheels will do that in any company, not just Ramsey. Any company, and it's like you got to talk to enough people to know whether or not we got somebody who's angry or somebody who's hurt or straight up crazy, so, because I've seen it all
0: and you can find somebody displeased with anything, anything. and some of them have an agenda extra grind. so that's anyway right. the uh, it, us included
2: that's
4: right
0: and in it that place so don't just take one that's right do your homework make sure you're uh that you're not just trading your soul for money that's what you don't want to do but if you can uh keep your soul and have a great work environment and make more money yes trade 50 grand for a pension In about a nanosecond. (laughs) This is The Ramsey Show. Coleman Ramsey personality is my co-host today. Our research team did the largest study of millionaires ever done in North America, over 10,167 of them, and we discovered the top five careers of people who become millionaires. Turns out it's controversial. Who knew? I never thought it would be controversial, but it's actually a fact. Sometimes facts are controversial. Who knew that? Yeah. This is a fact. The number one career and the largest study of millionaires ever done was engineers. Number two was accountant. Number three was teacher. Number four was management. Number five was attorney. Doctors didn't make the top five. They came in at number six. MD doctors. Interesting. And when I post this on the internet, um it's like The whole world came to an end because we suggested teachers can win. Well, teachers can win, and they do it all the time, uh, and the actual study proved that. Now, uh, well, teachers don't get paid enough. I wasn't making a comment on that one way or the other. I just said that the largest study of millionaires ever done concluded that the number three most likely career to become a millionaire is a teacher. You might disagree with that, but you would be what's known as wrong. Because it's a fact. Facts aren't controversial. See, this is the reason I wrote Baby Steps Millionaires, Ken, is because these people are out there who are just bound and determined to lose. They want an excuse to lose. They want an excuse to be a victim. And I'm not going to give you an excuse. I'm going to tell you you can win. And I'm going to show you the facts on how becoming a Baby Steps Millionaire is real. And now it's available at only $10. My latest number one New York Times best-earned. Not New York Times. My latest number one best-selling book, Baby Steps Millionaires. I, I'm not on the New York Times because I said they sucked on the air, so I'm not, not on there anymore. But <laughs> but anyway, so, yeah, but I'm, it was number one in the nation. And, yeah, $10 at RamseySolutions.com before the deal is gone. Don't miss this. Cindy's with us. Cindy is in Louisville, Kentucky. Hi, Cindy. Welcome to the Ramsey Show.
1: Hi, Dave. It's a pleasure to meet you. Um, Your program really made a huge difference for my family, and it's it's just been a big deal for for generations of my family. So thank you for that.
0: Well, thank you. How can we help?
1: So my husband and I have been saving up for a couple years. He's been saving up since before we got married, and so have I. Um, And we've got about $100,000 saved up. (laughs) I have deferred some of my retirement savings, but he's doing the 15% he's supposed to do because we want to uh, buy our first house. Um, We're currently renting from a family member and uh, I've done a lot of the repairs on that, Um, so I'm fairly handy. There's a house that we're looking at that is an old Victorian house. You can probably see where this is about to go. It's a bank owned property. Uh, They're asking about 250,000 for it. And I think it would be worth easily that if it were fully repaired. I think it'd be worth a lot more. The problem is that it needs some significant repairs. And when I say significant, I mean, um, probably needs to be completely rewired. It still has old black metal pipes that, um, are going to have to get torn out. And obviously some of those go through the walls, which are old plaster walls. It could be a lot of work getting that out. Um, and the HVAC systems, uh, have some obvious issues with the way they've been wired in and installed. So my question really is how much we should be willing to offer it. Um, also, my husband and I are expecting a baby in February, uh, so I'm pretty handy. There are a lot of things I can do. There are a lot of things I can't do pregnant or postpartum. Um, the bank have was pretty pretty adamant that they did not want to take less than the 250 they were asking. I think they're getting that number personally based off of a uh, Property taxes were just reassessed on it, and city says that's what the property taxes are. But um, they weren't really willing to come down on the property. Please, they have please, please, they're please,
0: Pray. please walk away. Nothing in you said in this entire conversation sounds fun. That Listen, I've done historic rehabs. They don't build them like they used to thank god Mm -hmm. we have learned a lot about construction techniques since 1916 and that's why we Mm -hmm. don't put knob and tube wiring in things and why we don't put those black pipes in there and why we don't use plaster anymore and why Mm -hmm. we don't and why we don't and why we don't and why we don't this is your very Mm -hmm. first house and your very first rehab and your very first series of things and you keep telling me how handy you are you ain't that handy yeah this is a disaster. You ever seen the movie Money Pit?
1: No, I can't say I have.
0: Well, you ought to go watch it, it'll tell you not to do this deal. <laughs> yes. Okay. Please don't do this deal. Here's the thing. This sounds cute, and you're looking for a deal, and you're willing to do some repairs, and you're signing up for 10 to 15X, what you think you're signing up for in hassle, in unknowns. It's almost impossible to run an accurate estimate on the rehab because every time you open up a wall, Mm. there's another dadgum mess in that wall. Yeah. And you can't half do a plaster. You get one shot, the whole wall or nothing. You can't patch plaster. You patch drywall. You can't patch plaster. You can tell it. It's a, you know. It, it's a, there's no technique that does this. So you take the whole wall off, and then you get to do the whole wall back. And oh God, it's you know. If you want to do that, you need to be an experienced rehabber that knows something about historic renovations. This is a massive project. Let me just tell you. If you want to build a home from the ground up. It would be 10x easier than the project you're talking about. And I've done lots of both. Lots of both. I actually know what I'm talking about.
1: Yeah, I definitely appreciate
0: that. Yeah, do not do this deal. The bank is too Thank high. They're out of it. their dadgum minds. You're pregnant. And the last thing you need is another child that's a, that's a problem child house.
2: Yeah, Cindy, I, I think you need a new vision. I think you've had a great vision for this. Yep. You guys have looked at this. No, your you vision can, got
0: your vision got uh, uh, kidnapped. Yeah, you know by it, this by this one stupid house because it's it's so cute and gingerbready yes. and looks like it could be so cool on the outside. Inside is hell on yeah. earth.
2: Yeah, it's a great vision, but not a great decision. You know that's the issue. You can do this somewhere else. Hold, walk away on this deal. And find another thing that's a much better deal where you can let that vision kind of go. But that's that's what they're wrestling with. Yeah, you know? you're going to have to strip
0: every wall and come back with every single piece of plumbing, every plumbing fixture, every piece of wiring, every plug, the 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 main, the electrical main, the water main, all have to be replaced. Everything in there or you're never going to get it right. You can't patch this because the, the system is bad and it's ancient.
5: Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. i think that we when we were talking about it originally we're like if we were going to do it if we were going to be able to pull this off the only way we could do it is really to take it you know first floor and get the first floor functional and then over the course of a couple years get that second floor i can't
0: stop you can i
1: (laughs) i admit i really this uh, really really am um, attached to the place which is the problem I'm yeah it's a problem
0: talking. you're getting ready to pay About too us. much and you're underestimating your costs and you're underestimating the yeah. emotional pain it's going to take to finish this project dramatically no,
4: I,
1: I
0: that dramatically cindy not just a little bit cindy dramatically yes. i don't hate historics I hate historics as your first rehab. I hate historics being done by a woman who just had her first baby. I hate historics for the first home you ever own in your life. Oh, it's like buying a car out behind some old farmer's house that's rusted, and you're going to take it all the way down to the frame, and you're going to build it back with your bare freaking hands and end up with a car when you're done that's not as good as a new car cars are the same way i love old cars but they don't build them like they used to thank god (laughs) we got these new things called disc brakes they're amazing you know oh geez this is the ramsey show psalm 32 and 8 i will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go i will counsel you with my eye upon you tony dungy said i am a firm believer that the lord sometimes has to short circuit even our best plans for our benefit open phones at 888-825-5225 ken coleman ramsey personality is my co-host today you jump in. We'll talk about your life and your money. Oh, Kevin is with us in Tampa. Hi, Kevin.
4: How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Better than we deserve. What's up? Oh, This is my first time talking to you, Dave, so I'm really nervous but excited. So thank you for, that, um, for answering my call.
0: Well, we're honored. Um, How can we help?
4: Uh, I've been a long-time listener, basically. So um, I paid off my debt, um, saved up um, my Three to six months of expenses for emergencies. Way to now go! Now on to investing. Thank Way you. to go! So now I'm basically new to investing, and I'm also new to the comp- the company that I, w- I work for. Um, they match up to six percent, but they don't start matching until I reach one year. So I was wondering, because so, you, I already know you always talk about you know matching Beach rock, Beach Traditional. Should I? wait for the year and just invest in my Roth IRA. And then once I hit that one year of service, um, start um, matching up to 6% and then 9% to Roth. Is
0: your 401k Roth available without the match?
4: Um, Or you can't be in it at all? But I have a Roth account with Vanguard.
0: But I mean, you can't be in the company 401 at all for a year. Is that what you're saying?
4: I mean, I can, but they don't match they don't start matching until, okay can it be raw um, reach the year um i didn't look into it that far
0: because okay, some some 401ks are roth and some don't offer that so it's up to your company to offer a roth 401k if you can do a roth 401k with no match for the first year and after that it's a match i would do that and the reason is is that way you don't end up with this one loan account sitting out over here as a lone ranger just stuck off to the side I'm just trying to keep your life simple. It's not wrong to invest in the other. It's just one more file you've got to keep in your file drawer, right? Right. So I'm just trying to keep it simple. So if you've got Roth 401K with good options without a match for year one and after that with a match, that, that would be my first choice. If they only have traditional with a match after a year, yeah, go ahead and do your Roth because you're going to want to do that anyway because you only want to take up to the match after they give the match. You're going to need the Roth great. anyway.
4: Awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, basically you see it. how I'm doing
0: that? Does that make sense?
4: Yeah.
0: Yes, okay. sir. Hey, thanks for the call, brother. Merry Christmas to you. Open phones at 888 Sue is with us in Austin, Texas. Hi, Sue. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Better than I deserve. What's up?
5: Well, I'm pondering a long-term care policy or a short-term care policy, um, but I also am weighing that against self-insuring. So I don't know which is more advisable.
0: Okay. I don't do short-term care policies. Long-term care is nursing home insurance. Most of those policies today last about three years. Is that what you're seeing? Yes, sir. How old are you?
1: Fifty-five.
0: Okay, I would not buy it until you're 60. The statistical probability of being in a nursing home before 60 is close to zero. Okay. But after 60, it goes up every day. So oh, if gosh. you're going to buy, we would buy after 60, and I would buy long-term care, and it would cover usually about three years' worth of care, which, by the way, uh, almost every nursing home stay does not exceed three years. Once you go in, you, that's usually that's about it. Okay, so okay. statistically. Now that's not some people make it 10 years in a nursing home, other people make it 10 days. But the average is do you, do you the average life, is, the is is 2.7 years.
5: Or, okay, I got it.
0: So, uh, Would you do
5: the hybrid? I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead, you're fine. What I would you do the hybrid, the long-term care hybrid or just the traditional long-term care insurance?
0: Hybrid meaning what?
5: The one that has the life insurance.
0: No. I would oh, not do that. Benefit. No, that isn't okay. that's horrible. No, stay away from those okay. completely. No, you don't need I've life insurance. That. You need long term care, or you don't. Now you okay. said self insure. So the average, yes, you're sir. in Texas. Your average nursing home care there's going to be about eighty five thousand a year, and if the average okay. stay is two point seven years, your average exposure, and if your average coverage is three years with a policy, which is about what they'll cover you, is let's call it three hundred grand. Okay. So that's what okay. you could burn through on average. Now you could burn through four or five hundred grand. You could burn through hundred grand, but somewhere in that range is the where we're playing. How, what's your net worth?
5: Um. Uh. Let's see. I don't really know. I mean, I think about six hundred thousand, maybe seven hundred. Okay. I don't know how to calculate it.
0: Okay. Well, it's what you own minus what you owe.
5: Okay, so you have any debt a house 123,000, but I have 90,000 in the bank. And then about 600,000 in IRA or What's the, the, the house IRA. worth? 380. You would say pay off the house. Yeah, but uh, okay, let's
0: call that. Yeah, and, and so so you got a $400,000 house and $600,000 in in your retirement accounts give or take, okay? If you paid the house off, that's where we'd be, roughly. So you got about a million dollars. Way to go. Good job, Sue. Oh, here's the neat thing. In every seven years, if that's invested and it's making – is it invested in mutual funds? Uh, yes. Okay. If it's invested in mutual funds, every seven years it'll double. Okay? If it's averaging 10% or better, it'll double in seven years. So in seven years when you're 62, you're going to have $1.2 million. It sounds like well, the way we're having this discussion just, that you're single. Are you single? No. Oh, okay.
5: My husband My husband is 70. Okay. And already retired, obviously.
0: Does he have long-term care insurance? No. Okay.
5: We don't have kids either.
0: Okay. So, so. if he went into a nursing home, because he's older than you, and he burns through Three or four hundred grand. Are you okay? I think you need long-term care insurance on him.
5: He doesn't qualify.
0: Okay. All right. He has one of the. That's your big risk. You're not the big risk. He is. Hmm. And then the. But you got six hundred thousand bucks to work with, and you got a house that's almost paid for, or could be paid for if you decide to pay for it today. So, you've done a great job. I'm not going to fret and wring my hands over this. But you need to be thinking about how you're going to care for him. You could do in-home care. It's actually a high-quality of care where you bring in a nurse and a hospital bed and just take care of him in the home with some help. And um, that actually ends up being a high-quality situation and if it's done right and, uh, and can be uh, cheaper in some cases.
2: Yeah. So if I'm hearing this, Dave, so right now we want to take care of – he's not qualified – so we wait five years for her to get her own long term And by
0: then she's gonna be self insured for hers. Right. Yeah. And he's not gonna be left with her right. needs being need yeah. to be covered. It's gonna be the other way around. Yeah. So seventy five percent of you ladies outlive your husbands. That's the statistics. And the normal statistic that happens is let's say papa and mama got six they got three hundred thousand bucks saved up or four hundred thousand bucks saved up, and papa goes into the nursing home and he burns through three hundred and leaves mama broke after they worked their whole lives and they did have a pretty decent nest egg so that's that's the situation where you desperately need to get long-term care insurance when you turn 60 years old you need to go get long-term care to take care of to protect the nest egg for mama because statistically usually it's mama left behind mm. and then she's got the three or four hundred grand because you had insurance to cover his three or four hundred grand worth of a nursing home need uh, if you've got ten million dollars or you got three million dollars, we'll self-insure through it. Mama's gonna be okay, right? That's right. That's the plan. Yeah. Ken Coleman, good show today. Thank you, well sir. done. Austin, Ben, James, Zach, and Will in the booth. The booth dudes did a great job as always. I am Dave Ramsey, your host. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. Dave here. You can find all of our shows with the Ramsey Network app on your smartphone. It's the only place to listen to the entire back catalog of episodes. Download the Ramsey
3: Network app in your favorite app store today. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during
2: this episode. Thanks for listening.